listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our first topic and first guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about jade and how to choose a beautiful piece of jade. And joining us to talk about this, I'm delighted to welcome on the show jade collector Agnes Jung. Agnes, welcome to the program and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for having me today. So we are on Facebook Live as well, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Feel free to join us there or if you have any burning questions about Jade, feel free to drop us a comment there um, also. And I note that uh, Agnes has been, as she brought along some goodies to show us on the Facebook Live, so I hope you'll be able to join us there. So first of all, let's go back right to the beginning. How did your Jade journey begin? Uh, actually, it started about 20 years ago. <laughs> after, yeah, after I graduate uh, from from college and start working, and I started to before I collect a lot of crystals, and then later I started to pay attention to jade, and I found that this is a very fascinating stone because every piece is unique. Like you don't find two pieces that are the same in the world because of the craftsmanship, uh, the natural colors of it. So I started to um, explore more about it, and I decided to um, yeah take some courses and learn about J design and learn about uh, J. So I started collecting, and that was a long time ago when you know. You know, jade was not really a popular item. You know, I think in mainland China or in Hong Kong, it was very popular in Taiwan, but uh, Hong Kong, it was always a center of that. But um, in mainland China, it was kind of like a, a left behind market. So I found that that may be an investment for me in the future. <laughs> Have you noticed the, the changing trends? Has it become sort of a trendy um it, precious stone it is because the the china market has been booming in the last uh, 15 years according you know alongside of the chinese economy uh, rising so a lot of people collect jay in the mainland china and getting more popular um people sell online you know there are many different kind of uh, ways of selling jay and promoting jay now i think in general uh, more people are aware of it yeah, when we think of jade, we think of sort of a, a green, shiny um, rock kind of stone. <laughs> How would you sort of d describe jade? Okay, so there are two, uh, you know, very popular known kind of jay. One is called nephri jay, and the other the, the other one is called jadei jay. So nephri jay has a much longer history. Uh, started, you know, Chinese started to, let, to collect or use nephri jay for like thousands of years. And in Han Dynasty, over mm. two thousand years ago, oh, wow. uh, people start using jay in royalties. You know, um, so nephri jay uh, can be found in Russia the USA, uh, Canada, and also China, Xinjiang province. And Nephrae has colors that are not as vibrant as J-Dai-J. Um, they are like a black and white, just like this one. You can see um, is uh, black and white. That's the main color of Nephrae And also the ring that I'm wearing is also uh, white. So Nephrae is known for its greasy, fat texture, <laughs> not so much the, the luster. And, and the vibrant colors. So JDIJ um, is very has a shorter history in 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 China, uh, about a few thousand years ago, starting to get popular in the Ming and Qing dynasty. Uh, it has a lot more different colors, but it cannot be found in China. So it is a very popular stone in Chinese culture and history, but it cannot be found in the boundaries of China. It's actually all imported from Myanmar, Burma. Yeah, through the Yunnan province. So um, JDIJ has uh, mainly five colors, uh, white, black, purple, green, and red or orangey yellow color. So um, JDIJ is a pretty hard stone. It's about uh, 
Moss scale for diamond is ten, so jadeite is uh, six point five to seven, so and it's, yeah, it's, it's softer, pretty hard. It's softer than um, emerald, for yeah, example. Yeah, but yeah, still but very it's durable. very it's very mm. durable. And uh, nephrite jade is about six, so they are still pretty hard and tough stone. Um, so jadeite colors have uh, many colors. I think I will show you this uh, bracelet that you will see that all the different colors of jadeite appear in this bracelet, like wow. red, Guys, yellow. Guys, we want you to join us on Facebook Live. Agnes <laughs> is holding up a wonderful bracelet. <laughs> or, or this necklace that also has different vibrant colors of jadeite. So jadeite has black, white, green, yellow, and orangey, orangey uh, color. And the primary colors of jadeite are black, white, uh, green, and lavender. What we call the uh, yellow or the red color the secondary colors. Why, we, why, why would I bring this up? Is relevant to about how people treat jade, um, make fake jade. Um, the primary colors cannot be removed from the stone. It was formed during the crystallization process underground millions of years ago. And the secondary colors appear after the stone uh, came on earth exposed on earth so that the oxidation process created the secondary color. So if you cut open a piece of stone, then you will see that the secondary color is like on the, on the edges of the stone, like the eggshell. So that's, this is how, um, you know, if you look at this piece of stone, you will see that the red color is actually the skin of that stone. Inside is a different color. So when the when the craftsmen see a piece of jade of different colors, they have to use their imagination to think about how they should craft it. This look like this piece is stick on it, right? It, it's actually not. It's <laughs> the same piece of jade, but it it's is. just the outer layer is a exactly. different color. Exactly. Incredible. Yeah. So this is um, jadeite. And uh, I think a lot of people will wonder, um, you know, how to choose real or fake J. I think a lot of times you will hear about um, A, B, and C gray J's. Uh, so A gray is the real J. That means the stone structure and the colors of the J has not been changed or chemically sort of processed. So what happened to a piece of AJ is after you mine a piece of J, you craft it, and then you will soak it in some, some, some sort of plum acid to remove the smears or the dirtiness of the stone, which is unnatural, and then you will wax it. And then the waxing is basically to make it shiny, shiny. to polish it. So the wax will be absorbed by the J itself. So that is the A gray J. The structure and the colors of the stone have no change. The B gray J is what happened to... Uh, the stones with primary colors like green and lavender. It may be a very deep color stone, but very opaque. Maybe a lot of, you know, like unwanted colors in it as well um, when they find the stone. When you say unwanted colors, which are the Maybe unwanted? black, brown, yeah. or, but people want to use that stone to make money. Yes. So what they do is that they will soak the piece of J into chemical acid. So they call this uh, acid bath. So to bath off, maybe put it in for days. So to suck out all the unwanted colors. The primary colors will not go away, like the green and the lavender. Will the primary colors change as a result it will of not, the... It will not change. Okay. Yeah, so it will mostly. stay the same color in the acid bath, yeah. but just draw out the, exactly. the, the unwanted colors. Exactly. Yeah. So after that, um, people will put resin in it. So like plastic. 
So to increase its transparency, because after the acid bath, actually the structure of the stone is kind of broken. It's like it's not the same anymore. They fill it with uh, resin, and just then, like they do with clarity enhanced diamonds. Exactly. Yeah. yeah to enhance the, the 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 transparency, the translucency, so as to increase the prices. So that's the B gray J, and the C gray is basically a color injection. It's dyeing. So a piece of stone may be very white, uh, but the texture is not too bad. So they will inject colors uh, in it, maybe lavender, maybe green. Sometimes B and C mixed together is called B and CJ, like they bath it and then dye, and then you know put resin in it and then we'll dye the color. So, but why people can do so many tricks with J stone because of the structure of the stone. Um, J, unlike diamonds or um, crystal, is a one-piece singular granular kind of stone. You can see through it. If you see something, you know that you don't like, and it is they call it inclusions, right? Yes. Inclusions of the stone is imperfection. Yes. But J itself, the structure itself, is actually a, a fiber. A fibrous is like a, a web. You know the structure of J stone is uh, is very fibrous, so that it's very easy for people to remove stuff, inject stuff in it. So that's why uh, buying J can be quite tricky, <laughs> and you need to uh, probably gain a lot of experiences by obser observing it, maybe uh, pay attention. But a lot of times, if you buy expensive pieces, I would recommend people to issue a certificate with uh, a certified laboratory in Hong Kong, and there are many of them certified by the government, so as to you know give yourself uh, some sense of you know yes, assurance, so yeah. yeah, security. Because there's no way you can actually detect it with just your naked eye, really, or um, is there a sort of way there are ways okay. um, I would say uh, people should adopt a common-sense approach like if you if you see a piece of very green jade that is sold for like a thousand Hong Kong dollars very transparent you can you can naturally think that mm, it may be a scam right yeah. um, but if you buying a piece of jade that is very opaque and the color is very it's not particularly attractive you can see that there's no not much reason of doing anything with it. You know, it, it can be because you can imagine a piece of J stone is very big, so probably only the very fine part is being taken out to make high end jewelry. But the rest of it, people still craft you know different type of jewelry. So they can be inexpensive but real. Yeah, only the if you're looking for something that is very uh, sharp color, very rich colors, and they look very transparent to you then you may start to have more questions and have more doubts whether this is real. But one thing though, um, for a piece of real J, the luster on the piece of J like this, like the luster on the piece of J is very glassy. You can see through it. Oh, it's yeah. very glassy. And the luster on the piece of J is actually and very black, shiny. That's a the black, black J. Black J and and you cannot, see yeah, through. You cannot imitate the kind of luster on the piece of real J because if you, if you go for the B process, it's basically resin, right? It plastic kind of thing. So the, the luster on it is not as glossy and shiny as a piece of real jade. And the so pricing, this is Jedi jade, which is which is glossy. And the other yeah. nephrite is the, the fatty one. Exactly. No, the greasy one. The greasy one, exactly. <laughs> so the pricing has a lot to do with the texture. Actually, when it comes to pricing of jade, the texture is the first consideration because the, the transparency, the translucency is not just the beauty of it, but it's also the durability of it. So if a piece of jade that is very transparent like this one, you can imagine that the, the texture, the fibrous texture is so small, the granulars are so small that 
you actually cannot see the granulars. So it is very um, hard because the texture is so, the interlocking texture is so strong. So that's why the glass EJ is expensive, not just because of its beauty, but also because it's harder. Mm -hmm. So an opaque piece of J, if you drop it on the ground, it will break first than a very than a piece of very glassy J. Yeah, it will not break as easy. It's more durable. Wow. Yeah, that's why the texture is first, and the second will be like colors, which is very personal. Of course, the deeper colors, the more expensive it is. Okay, <laughs> that's so interesting. So, th th in essence, there isn't really such thing as a, a fake piece of jade. It really just depends on whether it's A, B, or C. It's um, we call it the B and C are we regard as the fake pieces of jade oh, so because they are, they are already uh, the texture and the color of the stone already changed in some way. So only A gray J is real J. So you always have to ask whether this is A, whether this is A <laughs> when you buy J in the market. See. So even if they use the offcuts of it and they, they inject it with resin, that would re be regarded yeah, as, as B, as yeah, B yeah. and fake so, already. Yeah, B and C are fake. So if you go to a, a government endorsed laboratory to get a certificate for a piece of J, it will say it is A gray, which is a real J. Yeah. Uh, or it will tell you whether it's B or B plus C, which is fake J. Yeah. <laughs> and is there a particular sort of style that you see people like to use jade for? For example, diamond people use it for all sorts of things, you know, bracelets, right. uh, sorry, um, yeah, bracelets, rings and right. earrings. What about for jade? Is it really suitable for all sorts of jewelry yeah, because I, of its durability? I do think so. That's the reason why I, um, I founded the website and started to sort of defy the uh, conventional view that J is for all people, is just a piece of green stone. Like when I went to London to study uh, jewelry design, you know, the, the most of the people around there, the Western people, they think, oh, J is just a piece of green stone. <laughs> and it's it has actually like an old-fashioned really... sort of connotation, exactly. but it's actually very trendy. Yeah, so I show you this bangle, which is a kind of rectangular shape. Um, it crafted some uh, goldfish in there, which I think is quite trendy yes. to wear and is quite unique. And um, uh, this is a piece that I designed myself uh, with a frog on it, which is the same stone as the one I'm wearing. This is a goldfish and this is a frog. And I put a piece of uh, lotus leaf down there with some uh, black diamonds and some other stones on it just to make it. Well, so jade can be fun too, I think, in many ways. And uh, it's up to your imagination as well because jade has different uh, vibrant colors. and you know, a lot of a lot of times the craftsmen will, you know, use their imagination to craft something with the shape that they're holding on their hand. And then they have to some of the craftsmanship is really amazing. Like this one, you know, is is like also a red J. Uh, you can see the bottom and, uh, and oh, the wow. top color is different because the stone, you can see the d different colors and they crafted a double happiness on both sides, which is quite amazing workmanship yes. for me. <laughs> so <laughs> I think this is a lot of fun, you know, like this bangle is like four different kind of flowers on each side is also a rectangular shape according to the That's color. really special because a lot of bangles are circular. Exactly, but, exactly. Yeah. So I just wanted to show, you know, a few pieces to, to demonstrate that um, jade can be fun. Now, like this um, lavender ring that, um, you know, I put 
quite different kind of design at the back for it. And this is just a cabochon. But I think it can be funky as well. It depends on the, the user's taste. <laughs> Absolutely. So where do you draw your inspirations from when you're designing? And, you know, you've got a beautiful piece of jade. You look at the color. Does the design come to you first? Or do you have a very specific design in your mind? And then you, you search for the color and you search for that piece of stone. How does it work? I think for jade is always decided by the stone itself. The stone will give you the inspiration because of the shape, because of the color, um, because of the combination that give you some idea, oh, what should I do with it? And I always want to design something that is not as conventional, um, you know, and I, and I want Jay to be uh, liked by younger people. So I do not make it too fancy. Like I do not put a lot of like uh, diamonds, you know, yes. I want it to be more crude. Like, so you can wear it when you're in casual wear or even for like uh, in a special occasion, you can still wear it. So it is more um, easy to carry for most of the people. Yeah. yeah. And you also appreciate the, the jade for the jade itself. And it doesn't exactly. sort of, um, have to be not necessarily overshadowed, but have to share the stage with the diamonds. Exactly. And yeah. I, I do think that jade is a good investment <laughs> because, you know, apart from like clothes and handbags and <laughs> shoes, you know, a piece of jade will last through generations right yes. you can it's a great heirloom yeah i know <laughs> i mean the the value itself we appreciate um because of the rarity you know you have to have a good eye to pick the right pieces but also you can you know pass it on and you can wear it all the time you can wear the same piece of clothes all the time <laughs> Whereas with jade, you can wear yeah, it. you can wear it every day. Exactly. <laughs> and for uh, special occasions, yeah. for different... And also for jade, I think a lot of Chinese people, you will know that they don't take off their bangles. They they wear it like the like the pendant. They can take a shower with it. They can wear it to swim. Uh, because jade is very durable. And the more you wear it, uh, actually the human heat, the sweat, the oil on our body actually enriches it. So uh, it will have it make it... The more you wear it, actually, the shinier it becomes. Okay. And before I let you go, Agnes, what about taking care of our jades? If we've, you know, been very lucky to be given a piece of jade, right. how how do we look after it? Um, Don't bang it. <laughs> don't drop it on the ground. I think that sometimes is something that we have to pay attention to. Can it but, scratch easily? Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah, jade is actually a pretty durable and tough stone, especially if you're buying a piece of jade that is a good quality, high quality. And um, yeah, you can you can be very casual with Jay. You can swim with it. You can take a shower with it. You don't really have to be very mindful unless you're wearing something that's very chunky. Yeah. And then you have to be careful banging on stuff. But otherwise, it's pretty easy to take care of. Yeah. Oh, well, Agnes, thank you so much for your sharing today um, as a jade collector. Um, where can people find out more about you and your work? Have you got a website where people can find yeah, out more? Yeah, so my website is orionconcepts.com. So please feel free to take a look, uh, to get educated about jade. Or if you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. Thanks for having me today. Thank you so much for your Thank incredible you. sharing. And Thank that's you. Agnes Jung from Orient Concepts. And you can go visit her website if you'd like to know more about Jade. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Very much.